0: podcast my name is Amanda and I am on here today with Carly Ware. Carly is one of my best best friends ever um and she is currently in nursing school at IWU but we met at Taylor um and I'm just super excited for this conversation today because I think it is going to grow so many of you guys listening's faith and I know that it comes from a place of both of us growing um in our faith um So I'm just super, super thankful that you decided to come on here and share, Um, and we're going to be talking about uh, what it looks like to doubt God, and not doubt God of like, is He good? Is He faithful? Actually, like, is God real? Mm -hmm. And it's something I think, and we talked about this already before, it's something that Christians a lot of time neglect, um, and we try just to push past it, push past it. And I think honestly, it results in a lot of people walking away from their faith instead of digging deeper into it. Um, So I'm just super excited and grateful for this conversation and we've walked through this together. So I'm just really, really pumped for people to hear your perspective and even your testimony in this. And Mm. thanks so much for coming on and talking about it. Of
1: course, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, Murda. so when I came in, I was a freshman, Murda was a junior. And really just took me in under her wing from the beginning. Um, so as I was going through this journey, um, we established a relationship. And Murdo was one of the first people that I went to um, with all of this. So it's so cool that we're sitting here and talking about it. And uh, she's been a big part of this whole thing. So Yay. I'm grateful.
0: Wow. Uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, but before we go into that, I think this will actually be really encouraging because in a lot of ways you're on the other side of this Mm -hmm. conversation. Um, so I begin every episode with asking how has God been pouring
1: good in your life Mm. lately? And we can't miss that question for you too. Okay. Um, so I recently graduated from Taylor. Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly anyone who's gone to Taylor and loved it, it's really hard to leave. Um, but I kind of had like a slow transition of I went to Iowa in January and started my nursing stuff. So, um, it's been a slow transition and I've had like friends through it and I have townies like Murda around. Um, that's kind of softened, uh, that transition. Um, also I think Murda and I sat down the other night and I was like, I just hate being alone. Like I've always loved being around people and, So, Murdo was just like, this could be a really good time for you to figure that out. Mm -hmm. So, that's something I'm working on. I think that there's a challenge, but there's, like, also so much good in that of, like, the next thing of me being able to just sit down with God and be able to be alone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I'm so glad that you said that, too, because a lot of times when I ask,
0: like, how has God been pouring good on your life? Like, we just think of, like, actually the word good as being, Mm -hmm. like, happy, easy, joyful, which yeah. is great. Like God offers a lot of that, but the challenge is so good. And yeah. I'm really excited for you to walk through what you're saying with the, like being alone part, because that's such a huge part of my story mm-hmm. this time last year, or a year and a half ago. So yeah, I'm excited that, that you're in that place too, because it feels good to
1: yeah. be able to do it. Something always good has come from a challenge yeah. or a hard time. So. I know that this will be no different. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good.
0: So, let's go ahead and dive in. This is different
1: than most episodes
0: because we don't have a verse that we're going through. But again, I just think we cannot neglect this conversation. Mm -hmm. And so, you are going to be on here talking about what it means, how to walk through all these different parts of doubting God. Um, And I'm just going to really like, be a guide through the conversation we'll just work through it talk through it um but let's just go from the beginning explain to me what was going on and kind of walk through this walk that you went through
1: okay um I would say the beginning was really a long long time ago yeah uh whether I realized it or not um uh I would say it was probably like fifth or sixth grade yeah so I think when you're like growing up in faith, um, there is that moment where it's like, wait, is this like I think that it's not just a story yeah. anymore. Um, and it's like Santa Claus almost. how <laughs> You like go through that phase of a story and it's magical and you believe what your parents tell you. And then you start to maybe be like, OK, let's really think about this. Yeah. Um, so. Not saying Jesus is like Santa Claus, but it's a similar, (laughs) it's a similar transition in that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think that I grew up kind of an anxious child. Mm. I'm a worry (laughs) wart. I still am. Um, And I think that as I watched my older siblings uh, accept Christ and all of that, um, I became anxious of like, what if I don't? Mm. Or... Um, hell like really freaked me out and uh-huh. uh, we talked in a class how like that is actually a part of faith development like kids latch on to like sometimes the negative part of faith. Uh-huh. Um, and I think I did and it just kind of scared me and it left me with like a lot of questions um, none of which I was willing to ask anyone because yes. no one else is asking these questions uh-huh. so I'm not going to. But um, I think that leaves you on a roller coaster. It's a dangerous place um, when you're alone with your thoughts and not sharing them. Like that—that's a dangerous place. It's not bad to have them. It's bad to have them alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I wasn't sharing them with God or anything. So yeah, I think it goes back to being an anxious child. I think uh, anxiety makes thoughts swirl in your mind Mm -hmm. that you like can't get out. Um, I ended up giving my life to Christ at 14. And I think I I really would, like, I meant that when I did it, Um, but not that those thoughts went away. Yeah. And I won't say that I ever, like, didn't believe in God. I think I just had these gaps. Mm -hmm. And when you have gaps, that's what made my circulating questions just, like, run wild, and I pushed it off, pushed it off. I'm not going to deal with that. And, like, yeah, I was never going to run away from my faith, but until I dealt with that, these questions were going to be there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it started then and then just fully kind of came back up in college, like full surface. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you said you pushed those thoughts down and were they always constantly there, like through high school, through college as well, or did you kind of push them down and forget about them and just did the like Christian thing?
1: I think that, um, anytime I had like a, spiritual high. Mm -hmm. I could like push those down or anytime I was really distracted with life, Mm -hmm. I could push them away and not think of them as much, but I would never say that they weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: All right. So then you had these feelings and these questions, these doubts. When was it that you were like, okay, like I need I need to take these by the horns a little bit or mm-hmm. kind of on this breaking point of like either it's real or it's not real. Like mm-hmm. where did that happen yeah. and how did it surface?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Taylor was just like the biggest saving grace in the end. Mm-hmm. I think that it was really a challenge for me in the beginning mm-hmm. because like they're going to ask you those questions and they're going to – push for you to like look deep in your faith. Yeah. Um, So I would say that coming to Taylor, taking Bible classes, feeling pretty lost in that. Mm -hmm. Um, I read my Bible growing up, but I think I really needed more context and I needed more um, just behind like the reliability of the Bible, to Mm -hmm. be honest. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that. Um, So yeah, yeah, I think biblical classes started to make me like, okay, like I'm trying and I'm trying to push these away, but now like they're in my everyday life.
0: Yeah. Wait, can you pause really quick and tell me about these biblical classes? I remember feeling the exact Mm -hmm. same way. So explain to me what they were bringing to the surface that was making these doubts feel like, oh shoot, like here they are. Yeah. Uh,
1: I remember historic, being a big one Mm -hmm. um we had to write a paper which like we went through the whole class but at the end you had to write this paper about why you believe what you believe Mm -hmm. and I'm like I don't know um and I think that really freaked me out at the beginning of the class knowing that that was coming up Mm -hmm. and um but yeah we talked a lot about like theories and then like some people believe this some people believe this and I was like, wait, like we all don't like agree on the same thing. And like, I have to decide like uh-huh. what I believe about, you know, random theological mm. things. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that part kind of freaked me out. And I didn't really know the why behind mm-hmm. what I believed. And I knew that I was always going to try. I knew that I was never going to like per- proclaim. Proclaim like atheism or anything right. like that. Like I was, I think throughout it, this part of me like knew God was still good, uh-huh. and like I was never gonna turn my back on Him. But I like again, I needed these gaps filled, and I wasn't willing to ask anyone. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: No, I think that's, that's really good, and if anyone's went through a Bible class, especially historic, it does mm-hmm. bring to light like, oh. So these are the doubts other people have and really smart atheists have about the resurrection or Mm -hmm. about old earth, new earth, things like that, where it has to be so real that it actually happened and that there's a history that is solid for us to believe now in the spiritual, to believe now in all these things. So when they bring to light, like, hey, this is what people contradict from what we believe. And this is what people that do believe kind of argue about right and now it's like where do you stand yeah and it honestly does leave more questions than answers yeah. by the end especially because the professors do a really good job but they don't <laughs> tell you where what to land they believe yeah yeah and what they believe
1: yeah so i think I, there's something to be said too for what you're saying about like the spiritual uh-huh. i think that it's so good to have the spiritual but you need that other component of like full like knowledge and like this is why I believe what I believe. Yeah. So I think those times where I could push it off, it was that spiritual high from a Sunday service mm-hmm. that I'm like, yeah. And then I get to Wednesday and I'm like, okay, but what about this? Mm-hmm. And that spiritual doesn't it doesn't keep you. You know, there are highs and lows of life, but like your faith like is consistent and having that up and down, it. It doesn't keep your faith like consistent. It just becomes these highs of when I'm feeling it and when I'm not. And that has been a huge night and day difference of my faith with all of these questions and my faith now. Like I can have a spiritual high, but on that Wednesday, like I still know, like this is why I believe what I believe and God is good and I can, yeah, I don't have to wrestle with that. Like I feel good because of a good sermon and now I don't and...
0: Yeah. No, that's so, so good. So, so real. And I don't even think, when I was at that place at least, I didn't even know that that wasn't normal mm-hmm. or that that wasn't enough. Like, yeah. it really was the feeling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because God is real, right? He still provided the spiritual side. Mm-hmm. But without the foundation, it's like, okay, but what else? Like Yeah. So that's a great point.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think it's important for... Everyone, like when you're listening to a sermon or you're um, reading something in the Bible to be like, do you believe this? I -hmm. think it's easy to read it and take your takeaway from it. Great. You got some way that it applies to life. Cool. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that God actually did this Yeah, is a different story. And we were talking about Sunday at church. We were talking about Lazarus, Lazarus and how he like raised God or how God raised Lazarus from the dead. And he asks, Do you believe this? Mm -hmm. And our pastor kind of paused, like, Do you guys believe this? Yeah. Because I don't know that we like when you get so caught up in the spiritual, it's hard to like ask that question. Mm -hmm. And it's a it's a true thing for most people to be like, hmm, okay. Date right. Like you need to dig into that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man, that, that's so good. Um, a very good reminder. Um, so then you're going through these Bible classes. Yeah. Do you think you came to a place of figuring it out then? Or did that even you wrote that paper? Mm-hmm. Um, what what happened? Were you
1: still left with the same doubts? Yeah. I definitely was. Um, I wrote I wrote what I thought would be the case, what I thought I would. Like, yeah, I don't know that those, those questions still didn't go away. Mm. Um, If I get to the breaking point of when, like, all right, let's figure this out. Like I'm done. um, It was definitely, um, so I was in a serious relationship. Mm. And when I say distraction, that was my distraction. And he was my everything. And. So then I'm dealing with all these doubts, but then I can go hang out with my boyfriend all the time Mm -hmm. and think about a future with him. And like, that was my life. Mm -hmm. And then it didn't work out. And, um, I'm left with my doubts. I'm left with what I felt like was no future. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, everything that I had had planned had just come crashing down. Yeah. And I had nothing to do but like God brought me to my knees. Yes. Yeah. And I don't even know if I, you know, fully believe like what I'm saying, but like I have no one else to go to. Right. I mean obviously my family big supporters, but that's not what you need like in that time. Mm-hmm. Um you do, but you know, you need yes. more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, it brought me to my knees. It was I think that everyone saw how bad i struggled with that and i don't think that people realize there was more to that than just a breakup um it was it was a loss of that distraction and i was like okay like i i have nothing Mm -hmm. and um i remember i had prayed uh the march we broke up in july and i had prayed in march i was like lord if this is not what you want I need you to end it because I don't have the strength mm-hmm. so even in this time where I'm like struggling with doubts like God had provision mm-hmm. and he had he had my best interests in mind where he could have been like whatever I'm gonna let you do what you want right. since you are you know you're distracted with this boy and um, I think I look at that just like how caring. He is, Mm -hmm. you know, think about if a friend just was like, okay, see ya. I'm going to go hang out with my boyfriend all the time. And God was like, no, like I am going to protect you and I'm going to do what's best for you. And like this suffering will bring like the greatest joy. Yeah. But he, yeah, I had to deal with it Mm -hmm. because I was, I had to figure it all out in that moment. So that was the breaking point.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's good. And I think that is so, so real for so many people is it was an experience that happened here in your real time mm-hmm. that brought you back to something's got to be different. And it's that experience ending. Mm-hmm. And like I saw you obviously in that time and like it was so, it's so hard to watch your friend go through something like that because mm-hmm. like when, when everything you were looking forward to comes to a halt. Mm-hmm. It's just it's heartbreaking, and you never want that for someone, but immediately, I think any of your friends could say, like, something really good is coming out of this. Mm -hmm. Like, you just had this hunger to grow and this hunger to figure it out, and there was this level of honesty, too, in you, that you were so honest with your emotions with it. You were so honest with your um, delivery of what your thought processes were, like anger or coming to the other side of anger and all of Mm -hmm. that, that like God was doing something divine. And that wasn't even in conversation of your faith. That was like in conversation of getting through this relationship, but like God was so apparent in that. Mm -hmm. So it's no, no wonder that at the end it kind of came to this point of like, okay, then if this is what he did, then I need to know who he is. Yeah. So tell me about that, that place that you were in, um, and kind of addressing those those doubts head on.
1: Yeah. It was a July and we go back for volleyball in August. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had about a month to pull myself together as much as I could <laughs> and uh, go back to school and mm-hmm. uh, start volleyball. And it was really hard. And um, Coach was like, we're going to do this Bible study. And it's called uh, Get Out of Your Head. Mm-hmm. And it was Jenny Allen, and, you know, it was all great, typical Bible study. (laughs) Um, And then I can't remember what week we were on, and it It was pretty early on. It was the first or second one. She was like, we are going to say it out loud. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, inside, I'm like, oh, gosh, like, I can't say it. I'm not going to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, And what, I'll tell you what I was feeling inside, I'm not going to say it. That I'm doubting God's existence, so mm-hmm. we'll put that out there. A lot of people just say doubt in God, and I want to like, fully straightforward. Like, yes, there was doubt in existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I'm like, I should say it, but I'm not gonna say it. And then Jenny was like, let me just tell you about my story of saying it out loud. She was like, a couple years ago, I, uh, I was with my friends and. I was doubting God and I wasn't just doubting God's faithfulness. I was doubting God's existence. Oh my gosh. And I was like, she said, what if I, you know, I went my whole life and like, I do this for a living and then like, I am just not sure. Mm -hmm. And she was like saying it out loud, like it takes away the power of like what you're feeling inside and. I was like, "Oh my gosh! Okay, she said what you were feeling—that's insane." Yeah, and not many people. Again, like no one talks about it, right? So for this Jenny Allen, who like we all like love and mm-hmm. is a great woman of faith, um, I was like, "Okay, God is doing something," um, and I said it. I said it to my small group. Murdo was in my small group. Yep. Um, I bawled like a baby, <laughs> and. Uh, I think when you're at this point, like I wanted it so bad. Yeah. Like I've never been more hungry for like just like to have peace in my faith and freedom in my faith mm-hmm. to be able to say like I believe Jesus is the son of the living God and he died for my sins and I have eternal life because of it. Yeah. Like the power of like being able to say that and say that confidently, which yeah. I can now. Yeah. Um, But I wanted that so bad and I think – If this is something like you're dealing with, you have to want that more than you care about your fellow Christians being like, oh my gosh, like she doubts the existence of God. And I think at some point, like God's going to bring you to your knees, you know, and it becomes way more about that than like, I don't care Mm -hmm. what you think. If you have a problem with that or if you think I'm not as good of a Christian, okay, Mm -hmm. but I would not be the Christian I am today or the woman of God that I am today, um, without going through this journey. So good. That is so
0: good. Yeah. A great, great thing for people to hear. And I think there's another side of thinking that God will be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Um, is that something you walked through as well?
1: Yeah. I remember, okay, so, and this is not a short journey of like, I said it out loud and it was finished Mm -hmm. and no more thoughts swirling in my head. Um. So that's an encouragement too, if you have that, like it, it does take a while. But, um, so I remember that spring, um, I went to the wonder event and, um, he, I, I know you can like take things from messages. They're all applicable, but this one just hit the nail on the head. And yeah. I was like, wow, this is really speaking to me. And he was talking about like, do you like take this to God? Like, have you said to God what you're struggling with? Yeah. And it's kind of a weird thing in my head to be like, how do I talk to God about like doubting him? Like, Mm -hmm. this is something I need to figure out. This is something I need to tell people to help me figure out. Um, But that night, I literally got on the floor and I was like, okay, this is what I'm struggling with and I'm doubting you and here are my thoughts and like, I need your help. I need you to bring people into my life. But like, most of all, you really do need God, like more than conversations with people. Mm-hmm. God is going to be, uh, he's going to change everything mm-hmm. just by like being him. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, so I think I was a little scared to like say it to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with disappointment. But really that even more than talking to people, that's like the first thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And what does that look like?
0: Because you're wondering if God exists, Yeah. but then you're praying to God. Mm -hmm. What does it look like to have faith? Yeah. But then wrestle with the faith at the same time. Like, do you feel like from that prayer, did he show up? Did he answer or like, did it still Mm -hmm. feel like, all right, I don't even know where that prayer went. Like where, where's that?
1: Yeah. Um, it is a weird thing mm-hmm. i i think it's hard to describe like in words but the more i took it to god and the more maybe in time i looked as though i was walking away god chased me down even more yeah. wow. so how to describe that of like nothing like big crazy happened uh from that but yeah, I think that I just like, I started to like. Okay, I know this is real. Mm-hmm. I just need some gaps filled. Yeah, for these questions to stop swirling in my mind, because the presence of God in your life is not something I can like fully describe. But I knew it was there. Yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah, it is a weird feeling. Definitely praying to God about that. But also yes, he showed up and like, also give me the giving me the feeling that he's real and I just have a few things to figure out. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. Um. So then we had a
0: conversation. Mm-hmm. This long walk. Yeah. The walk. Yeah. Uh, when did that happen? In um retrospective, like, this saying it out loud, praying mm-hmm. to God, and then we had this conversation of really breaking down
1: all these yeah. thoughts. It was about, like, nine months later Mm -hmm. after the Wonder event, over a year from saying it out loud. Mm -hmm. um, I think I was healed in a way uh, just from, like, talking to God about it and uh, talking to friends about it. It was a very open conversation in my life, Mm -hmm. and I also realized, okay, I'm not alone in it. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I've had that thought too, and... So that was healing, Um, and then we went on a walk, and I don't really remember how it came up, Um, but I was like, okay, I'm going to be honest with you, because that has been, like, not, I think, harboring these feelings, like, that gives them power. Yeah. With anything, and, like, we've walked through the journey of anxiety when you... You know, in your head, you're like, oh my gosh, like, this is not normal. This is not. Mm-hmm. When you give it power in your mind and you don't like share it, it becomes very abnormal and you feel weird about it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> but true. the moment you like say it out loud and um, have people to share it with, it feels more normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I was just trusting that that would happen. <laughs> um, but I was like, yeah, I'm still, I'm still having these like questions circulate Mm -hmm. uh not necessarily that i don't think god is real but i do have questions about the reliability of it yeah and i think i'm a really logical thinker i admire (laughs) i admire people that just like have a childlike faith Mm -hmm. and yeah it's awesome and like i definitely am getting there, you know, like we can all get that childlike faith, but I had to go through this first. Um, but yeah, I told you that I'm just, I need some things answered. And I very honestly asked you questions and find that friend that like, you don't feel judgment. Um, when just like being able to ask very real questions about the Bible and, uh, how things could be that don't make sense in your head, right? So yeah, I asked you a lot of questions. Um, Murdy literally like dropped everything to <laughs> cater to um, helping me understand the context of the Bible, the reliability of the Bible. Uh, we met like every day for a while, yeah, and just like honestly taught me how to read my Bible. I I read my Bible with not much context, and Mm I took what spiritually made me feel empowered from it and went about my day. (laughs) And yeah, you taught me um, how to look at context, and honestly, I was just like blown away at the Bible after we talked about it, but I I needed to have those questions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is like one of my favorite things that have ever came from friendship, ever, Mm -hmm. Um, but... We had that conversation, and there were just so many real, real questions that came about. Um, and from there, I was like, let's just go. Let's just read our Bible together. Mm-hmm. And so we opened up Matthew. And I think if you are going through this, I totally suggest going to the Gospels. Yeah. Um, and talk to give more um, context to talking about context, <laughs> um, we started going through commentary. And I just Mm -hmm. showed you what I did when I read my Bible was I open up the Bible, I read, let God speak to me through that. But then I go to commentaries of really, really smart scholars that have studied this Bible, and they make connections from Old Testament um, prophecy Mm -hmm. to what actually happened in the resurrection. And it also takes context of history and context of um, just things that aren't in plain sight in the Bible. Yeah. And they bring it to light. And from there, you kind of go through this rabbit hole. Like it was my (laughs) favorite thing. Carly is such a logical thinker. (laughs) It was my favorite to see you start to get this. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you just put a little kid in a candy store of how we call them Easter eggs. Like how many Easter eggs you were finding in Matthew and like, oh my gosh, it said this in Isaiah and this in Deuteronomy and this And like Psalms and all of these connections you were making and this fire came not from a spiritual thing, but from understanding the deep, true history of the Bible. And I just got to like sit in that and grow with you as well, because it turned to like you were teaching me and I was teaching you. Mm -hmm. And we sat there and we had these conversations like, look what I found. Look what I found. (laughs) Uh, And like, look what God's doing.
1: Yeah. And so... It just was, like, the most joyful thing. Yeah, it was. I think that uh, one of the biggest things that I've gotten from, like, the whole journey is that, like, God, you know, the verse about, like, God will leave the 99 to find the one. Mm -hmm. And, like, He will chase you down. Like, He will chase you down and He will bring you back. Yes. And um, just, like, keeping faith in that. Yeah. And... I told you that on that walk, I was like, Murdy, I'm not going anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. I know that God is real. But, yeah, I think some people just need more along the way. But I just, I saw how God cared so much mm. um, in that time. And I think that that's even something for me. Yeah. that yeah. More than conversations, more than a lot of things, that's something for me mm-hmm. um, that... He chased me down the way he did. And I remember, well, this is going way back, but this is the summer before the whole breakup and breakthrough, all of that. Breakup, breakthrough. And you can write a book on that. It's a (laughs) breakup that led to breakthrough. Um, (laughs) It did. But um, no, the summer before that, uh, I was kind of in the distraction phase, still having the questions. And I worked at a restaurant. I was a waitress. Um, it was a country club, and this guy would come in often. His name was Paul, and um, I just started talking to him. He was an atheist, and he wanted to let you know he was an atheist. Mm-hmm. And but like he was an awesome dude, and um, we just started having conversation. And I talked to him for like an hour and a half that first day. Um, that he was in and he asked me question after question mm-hmm. and wanted to find a hole in what I was saying mm-hmm. and he did it and yeah. I don't know how I you know was struggling with this myself and God like used me Wow. like that's crazy wow. yeah. and I don't think I realized that in the moment but he used this 19 year old girl that's a waitress who's struggling to believe what she or know what she believes and he used me to answer some really difficult questions from an atheist who knew he was talking about yeah um and that is not on me because i know i did not have that in me right that was fully the holy spirit uh speaking through me um and he was like i just love talking to you about this because like you actually know what you're talking about and on the inside i'm like okay Uh i don't know um (laughs) But, yeah, I think in that moment, I just, I didn't even realize. And as I look back on that, I'm just like, wow. Yeah. That if you are, like, going through this, that, like, God will still use you for yes. his kingdom. Yes. He's still faithful and good. And he's not sitting up there like, oh, my gosh, this girl. Like, right. he, yeah, he can still use you. Like, that's crazy to me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is just such
0: an incredible point to make, um, and such an amazing testimony of what was going on. Like it was just, it was right on time for him to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Like if you were to write your story, you would say not right now, God. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we go through this and think we have to arrive somewhere, Mm -hmm. but it's just not how faith works. Yeah. It's something we constantly have to chase. There's doubts that still circulate in my head mm-hmm. or in yours that we have mm-hmm. to go to the source and get answered. Yeah. But that does not make us an equipped to do God's work right. and to minister and to have faith. Like what yeah. you were saying is so good. We'll never have 100% of the answers. That's right. Why it's called faith. Yes, And so the fact that we're able to still be the body of Christ... And he uses us in our lack of knowledge and Mm -hmm. uses us in our lack of whatever. It just glorifies him more. Yeah. And he knew that. And he knew that right then it didn't even have to matter to you. And maybe it mattered a little to that guy. Mm -hmm. But right now it's such a powerful part of your testimony, which is crazy that he cares that much.
1: Yeah. You know, Paul never saw him. I took his table every time. Uh, he would come into the restaurant. I don't care whose section he's in. I'm taking Paul and we're talking. (laughs) And I, yeah, and he, I can't say, I can't say that he gave his life to Christ or anything like that. Um, And I brought him a book back by Tim Keller and he wasn't even there this summer. So it doesn't have to have this like fairy tale ending, you know, in it. But um, yeah, just the faithfulness that God was using me and, yeah, no doubt there was a seed planted. Yeah, I, I don't know where Paul is or what he's doing. If you're listening to this podcast, no I'm kidding, <laughs> he's like from Australia. So, uh, yeah, but no, there's was a really cool part of my story.
0: Yeah, um, and so that happened earlier this past school year, right? Is that when we had that conversation? Mhm. So in this last, what nine months I guess mm-hmm. since then, um. Where are you at now with your faith? And um, what has that journey been like since those gaps began to be filled? Um, And how did
1: that build upon itself? Yeah. I think the word I would use is steady. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that I have it all together. But what I can say, like I said earlier, is that I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died and rose again. And for that I have eternal life. Yeah. And I can say that confidently. And that's something that I didn't know that I would ever be able to say confidently, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, so yeah, with that, um, just having that steadiness in my life is like a freedom. Yeah. God didn't die for us to live in anxiety and worry and you know worry about the complexities of a lot of things Mm -hmm. he died for us to have freedom so I would say that I feel like he's a steady part of my life is my life Mm -hmm. um I feel freedom in that I will be honest I talked to you about this the other night um that almost with that I've had some like comfortability Mm -hmm. you know I had this like fire like I am going to figure this out, and I had never wanted it more. Mm -hmm. Um, So with that, I've kind of, like, grown, like, comfortable and, like, having a steady faith. Um, So I told you, I mean, yeah, everyone has seasons where it's like, oh, do I want to relax and watch a TV show right now? I should probably open my Bible. Um, So that's kind of something I'm in right now. I mean, it's really nice to feel, like, comfortable and, like, I have these solid beliefs, Uh, but yeah, it has, it has made me a little bit comfortable in it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there will always be, we'll never get to a point where we have it all together and we have figured it all out. Yeah. Uh, So I'll be honest. So that's
0: where I am. No, I, I'm so, 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 so happy you shared that (laughs) because I think that is again, so normal. Like Mm -hmm. you saying it out loud, like, yeah. It is, and it comes to a point where like you fight this big fight, and then it's like, okay, I can relax. Mm -hmm. But then that's when the devil's like, oh baby, Mm -hmm. here I come. Like you relaxed, and it's not going to be about doubts with God now. But now it's going to be, you don't need that today. Mm -hmm. You you figured it out already. Right. And slowly but surely, you go one day without reading your Bible to a week without reading your Bible, or that show doesn't feel as harmful this time, you know, mm-hmm. or I've had a busy schedule and these justifications of why we stop chasing God. yeah. And the devil is never not working, but neither is Jesus. So right. that's why it is so important we continue to make the choice. Mm-hmm. And it's so good for you to even recognize, like that shows the maturity in your faith mm-hmm. that you're like, Ooh, I'm starting to feel a little comfortable. That's yeah. because Jesus is alive in you. Right. And so it's not something to Uh, look at yourself and be ashamed of or sad Mm -hmm. about or like ah victim of like yeah you have the power to go back to the source because you've accomplished something that some people never get past Mm -hmm. and that's this doubt and this fear and comfortability sometimes is harder to get over because Mm -hmm. it doesn't have that hunger but it's so amazing that you're at a point where you're like oh no like you you didn't win this time either Mm -hmm. Um, right. And so I, I love that you shared that. And I think a lot of people, I know I go through yeah. through that and um, plenty. Yeah. So I also wanted to share a story in Matthew, which is funny because we read through Matthew. Um, and it's the story of Jesus walking on the water. It wouldn't be this podcast if we didn't share the word, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think this is just um, really encouraging. I read it this morning to me and in this conversation, um, of what it looks like to continue to have to reach out for God. Mm-hmm. And so I want to share it and then I'll share some thoughts and then, you know, we can talk about it. Okay. But it's Matthew 14, 25 through, uh, 30, 33. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed onto the boat and the wind died down, uh, the wind died down, then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of Mm -hmm. God. And... I love this because it's so similar to the walk that we all have to get to a place of deconstructing our faith and Mm -hmm. making it our own and answering those doubts. If you haven't experienced what Carly has experienced, I know I have, then you haven't asked the questions that are deep Mm -hmm. in your soul. Mm -hmm. And I think what's, what's awesome about this story is like... He says, like, take courage. It's I don't be afraid. Like there was nothing that they could have done or said or looked at that made God bless God. Mm. He was going to sustain them. He was going to let Peter walk across that, that lake. Then they said, Lord, if it's you, like there's the doubt. He said, then um, tell me to come to you on this water. Yeah. And it's like the most not possible thing is to walk on water and he mm-hmm. just said come and yeah. I think that's what he calls us to. Like yeah. we constantly like God if this is you, if this is you and he's like, bring it on. Like mm-hmm. I am God. Yeah. And you're like, hey, if this is you, then why this? Mm-hmm. He'll answer every question. There's nothing outside of the glory of God. Yeah. But he walked on water, he saw the proof, he lived in it. He was doing something miraculous, but yet there was still a point where he got he doubted that he got anxious, that life in his own flesh got in the way, and he began to sink. And God didn't, Jesus didn't make him feel bad about that. He didn't say like, well, all right, there goes one of the disciples. Mm -hmm. Who's next? Like, who's going to actually believe in me? He immediately, it says the word, immediately reached down and picked him up and brought him in and said, you have little faith. Like, I got you. And that's when they decided it was God. Like, it's not a steady thing all the time. We're going to go to places where it's like, God, if it's you, and then we see and he proves himself. And yet we still come to the place of needing him to show us again and to pull us out of the water, the deep end, and bring us to him and bring us on the boat. And we're going to have time and time again. So if one of the strongest people in the Bible, which is his disciples, are having that, then we should not be ashamed that we also go
1: through that journey. No, I think what's interesting about that is that these people had seen, like, miracle after miracle. And through Matthew, so many people had seen miracle after miracle and God proving himself, and they still, like, ask the question, is that really you? Mm -hmm. And that's what we do, too, you know? yeah. Um, And, yeah, that's part of my testimony of, like, God did prove himself all throughout my life. Mm -hmm. And I still said, God, is that really you? Mm -hmm. And, like you said, he immediately will get you out of the water and you have little faith. And he says that was so much love. He's not yeah. like, oh, you have little faith. Like he says it was so much love. And I, I can say that because I've experienced yeah, it. I've yeah. experienced him, me saying, is that really you? Him grabbing me out of the water, you have little faith. And then he just does so much more in my life mm-hmm. and he cares for me so deeply. Yeah, in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: so good. Very encouraging. Thank you for sharing. And also if you're listening and this resonates with you, like Carly, I mean, for a while weekly was putting on her story, like, how can I be praying for you? Um, I can confidently say in the ways that you've poured into my life, like she wants to be praying for you. She wants Mm -hmm. to be in conversation with you. Um, and so do I. I've went through similar doubts um, and experiences and have came on the other side as well. We both have struggled with anxiety and mm-hmm. walked through it with each other. Um, the Calling it out by name with Jenny Allen came to me and talking to Carly Overcasa <laughs> about yeah. me telling her everything I deal with in anxiety and her sitting there and just being like, that's normal. And mm-hmm. so Like, don't be afraid to reach out to either of us or feel any judgment from any of either Mm -hmm. of us. Like, we have went through the deep end of this stuff. Um, And because of that, have made each other stronger and our friendship stronger as well. Um, So please, please, please reach out to either of us.
1: Yeah. I would say if you're dealing with this first, talk to God about it. Yeah. And, you know, tell him exactly... What you're feeling. Yeah. He already knows. It's yeah. Secret, there you go. <laughs> um, tell him exactly how you're feeling. Ask for to feel his presence. Um, yeah. And then I would say tell someone about it. Yeah. Um, the The most power you can give those thoughts is giving them power alone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It would definitely be if you don't have that friend in your life, um, I would 100% be able to talk. so yeah,
0: definitely. yeah I think that's good. Like talking to your friends about it is everything and honestly can be really freeing to them as mm-hmm. well. Um, it's sometimes hard to be vulnerable, but on the other end is celebration. and yeah. we've been able to celebrate so many life's like milestones because we came first in the hard parts and walked yeah. through it together. Um, so it's hard at the beginning, but it's so worth it at the get your friend
1: like Murda Get you a friend like Carlisle, (laughs) Um,
0: yeah, and also just some recommendations, like even starting at a song. If you just need a song, "Same God" by is that Elevation Worship? I think I don't know. It's called "Same God," (laughs) capital letters. Yeah. Um, that song. I mean, it brought me to some cool places even hearing that. Yeah. Uh, We said Matthew and making those connections. James is another one that I think is really great. Um, and then there's a lot of books like "Case for Christ." Um, the language of God by uh, I think I read Francis Collins um, are other great ones that if you're down in God like they just hit on that yeah. and were atheists and became like Christians. Tim Keller
1: Tim Keller a reason for God uh, was a book we read in contempt yes that I found super helpful Uh. Yeah, and then a song I would say, yeah, it's called Roses. I can't remember exactly who it's by, but it talks about like the beauty and the suffering. Wow. Um, and yes, I can say this was a time of suffering in my life, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a time that brought so much beauty from it. Yeah. And I've just like really, I'm really attached to that song, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's because of because of this story. But it's talking about God, how He created roses, knowing that. He would wear a crown of roses and the beauty of roses, but the suffering of yeah, Christ wow. that ultimately brought beauty in our lives through eternal life. So
0: so those are some resources. <laughs> I hope this conversation
1: was beneficial to you.
0: Um, and we're just praying for everyone that's listening that, that you experience God in a real, yeah. real way. Thanks so. for having me. Of course. Thanks for being on here. I appreciate awesome. it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Now we're free to let people know we're here as you go